Welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast. This is Pastor Matt, and it's a pleasure to have you with us today with our podcast as we talk about leadership, discipleship, and your faith walk with God. So before we begin, I want to give you a little bit of an idea as to where we're going this year. This year on the podcast, what we're going to do is we're going to take a closer look at discipleship. We're going to take a closer look at how you're growing as a disciple and things that can help you grow as a disciple so that you can be a leader and a guide for other people. So today on the podcast, we want to start with looking at the things that make us a disciple. What measures us and makes us disciples in God's eyes? And here at Prince of Peace, one of the things that we do is we have laid out um, six things that will help you grow as a disciple, that, that kind of help you measure your discipleship path. Now, these, these six things actually make help you grow so that you can help others. And let me let me list them out first. Now, there are six of them. We want you to know that you're a child of God. I mean, that's number one, first and foremost. And then after that, we want you to grow as a learner, a storyteller, a friend, a servant, and finally, a guide. Now, there's no particular order with the middle four of a learner, storyteller, friend, and servant. That, that Those are in no particular order. You can, you can grow in all four of those at the same time. You can grow in one and jump from area to area, but the bookends to me are the big ones. First of all, we want you to know that you're a child of God. We want you to know that Christ died for you, that Christ loves you, that even though we are sinful people in a sinful world, we have a Lord that loves us. And that's, that's probably the most important thing that we can figure out when we are on a discipleship path, is we really need to know that Jesus loves us, that there's nothing else that matters because Christ's love is for us in all things, in all places, and in everywhere. Then we look at the other five, or the other four, I'm sorry, with learner, storyteller, friend, and servant. Now, let's, let's take a kind of a, a closer look at these. So, as a learner, what we want you to do is we want you to learn scripture. We want you to know what scripture is telling you, uh, the stories in scripture, and make scripture come alive so that you can use scripture in your everyday life and in your walk with Christ. Uh, think of it this way. Some people look at the Bible and say it's just a nice moral guide. It's a good book, has a lot of stories. But truly in that book comes many, many teachings. Uh, first of all, one that comes to mind is, is Galatians 6, 2, which talks about bear with each other's burdens. You know, right now we are in a time when people are suffering. And this can be at any time. But when people are suffering and struggling, whether it's in your household, at work, with your friends, whomever it may be, we look at those things and we say, okay, how can I help? And as a learner, we learn that in scripture. We also hear, you know, John 3.16, you know, the, 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 the gospel in a nutshell, and, and we, can, we can take those. But we also hear saving grace of Noah in the story of the ark. We hear the power of God in creation in the story of creation. We hear about how faith in God can conquer anything with David and Goliath. And we hear how following God, it becomes something that makes you who you are, David, King David. But how even when we mess up, there is a God who still loves and forgives and walks with us. 
You see, a learner will grow as somebody who understands that knowledge in scripture grows in a way that they can become more like Jesus in knowledge so that they can grow and use that to guide their everyday life. You also grow as a storyteller. Now, this one, this one hits home for me. I love telling stories. I love movies. I love all those things which make us who we are and which brings me into a new area that, that guides somebody into a, a just a new world. Uh, we see this all the time in Hollywood. Steven Spielberg did it great with Jurassic Park and E.T. And now we have all the superhero movies, the action movies. We have storytelling movies from so many different areas. And these stories sometimes will take us out of reality and put us in somewhere else. Well, what I want you to grow as is a storyteller as well. Now, you don't need to be Steven Spielberg or write a book like Stephen King. Please don't write a horror book, but, you know, write a script like Chris Nolan or something like that from Hollywood. We don't want you to be a Harry Potter book or, or J.K. Rowling book or, or whatever the case might be. But what we want from you, what we desire from you, is to know your personal story, who you are, and how that story fits into God's story. How your story of faith, how your story of life, how your story with God transforms into a story that others can share and how God fits into that story. You know, something that hits me right away is, is, is stories of, of being faithful and, and relying on God. Times when my wife and I had no money, we had very little income, we had small home, we didn't know what we were going to do, we didn't most of the time know how we were going to put food on the table, and yet God provided even when we found out we were going to have our second child and we qualified for food stamps. We trusted in God, and you know what? He took care of us. In that story, we learn of God taking care. And in your story, that's the same way. In your story of life, God shows and takes care of you as well. And so in the midst of your storytelling, in the midst of your life story, you can show God's story by what he's done in you, through you, and beyond you. And so we want you to grow as that storyteller, someone who can take their story and connect it to God's story and is willing to share that story. Now, that story doesn't mean that you have to go to somebody and always say, hey, look at what God did for me. But it can say, hey, I had this happen. And guess what I found? I found peace in this and comfort and strength in how God helped me. It doesn't mean you go to Joe Schmo on the street and do that. Maybe you do that with your friends, your, your family members, whomever it is, your story carries the weight of God in it. And sharing that story with others is one of the best ways to have people hear and understand who God is. We also want you to grow as a friend. Now that sounds kind of odd and ironic. Yeah, everybody wants friends, but life is better done with other people. But there's a specific type of friend. You know, there's the friends in high school that you had that, you know, may have given you a hard time and really weren't that close to you, but you called them friends. You had those friends in college, which you sat down and talked to and did everything with. 
And they're those friends that you did a lot of stuff with that your parents will still not know about. And there are those friends that you did stuff with that you tell your parents all of those stories because they're hilarious and fun. But what we want you to do is grow as a friend like Jesus was a friend to others. Now think about this. He had 12 disciples, 12 disciples who followed him for three years, at least three years. And these disciples, these disciples walked with him every step he did. And he taught them along the way. They weren't just, they weren't just people who followed him. They were friends of his. He did everything with them. He, he ate with them. He traveled with them. He taught them. He, he led them. And in turn, they helped him as well. And he taught them. Uh, Peter was asked, who do you say that I am? Jesus asked him that question. And Peter goes, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. You're the Messiah. And all of a sudden, that friendship went from being one of knowing Jesus to really knowing who he was. So how are you growing as a friend to others? Are you a person who just wants to sit at home and binge watch Netflix and Hulu all day long? Or are you somebody who's seeking out a relationship with somebody just to be a friend, a friend like Christ was to others, a friend that will show Jesus by what they do and how they act, a friend who loves other people just like Christ loves us. And then we want you to grow as a servant. Now, this is an interesting one because a servant is somebody who waits on other people. That's normally what we think of. Someone who's beneath another person, someone who doesn't add up to what other people are doing or need to do or should be. Well, the fact is, is that in this case, a servant is not below anybody else. What a servant is in this context is someone who helps others. Someone who sees a need and does does something about it. Someone who sees the person across the street struggling, struggling to carry out their mailbox or their, uh, their garbage cans and they go take care of it. A servant is somebody who sees that their driveway needs to be plowed because of the snow and they just go out and do it. A servant is someone who sees the little old lady next door and helps her carry in her groceries or helps her walk up her steps. A servant is the person whose eyes are always open to what Jesus is helping them do better for the kingdom. The book of James talks about faith without works is dead. And this is where kind of this servant idea falls into place. You see, we all have faith. We have faith that God died and rose for us, but we can say it, but not doing anything about it kind of makes it die. It's like that, that old adage of you can't be in shape and sit on the couch and eat potato chips. You've got to do something about it rather than just say, yeah, I'm going to get in shape. Your, your New Year's resolution can't be one that just says, hey, I'm, I'm going to lose weight this year. And then you turn around on New Year's Day and eat four pizzas. That doesn't work. And the same goes with faith. If you have faith in God for what he's done, he is showing you what to do. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, and 10. For you, by grace, you have been saved through faith, and it is not of your doing. It is a gift of God and not by works so that no one should boast. For we are God's workmanship 
created in Christ Jesus to do the good works which he has prepared in advance for us to do. Those good works shine in all we do and say. Those good works are everywhere in front of us and beyond us. Those good works are being shown to us and planned for us daily. And all we need to do is open our eyes to see it. Finally, the final big thing on discipleship is being a guide. Now, if you've heard me talking about this, you're going to realize that being a friend, you're helping others see Jesus by your friendship. By serving others, you're showing other people Jesus by how you help them. By, uh, by being a storyteller, you're telling the story of yourself, which in turn t- tells the story of God. By being a learner, you're learning about God's story and about his scripture so that you can use it in your everyday life. And if you haven't heard it by then, you're learning to be a guide. A guide, I don't like using the word leader here. I love using the word guide because a guide is somebody who walks hand in hand with somebody else. A guide is someone who is going on the journey with somebody else or a group of somebody else's to help them be better, stronger, and to make happen what needs to happen. A guide, a guide is somebody who doesn't just lead. They hold hands. They encourage they talk to, they point the direction, and they both tackle it together. My uncles one time told me of a story of when they went uh, on a hiking trip into Colorado and they were hiking through the wilderness or the woods in the mountains and their guide went with them. And at one point they were blinded by what they had to see. They couldn't really see anything, but the guide knew exactly where he was going and they had to trust that guide to get them where they needed to go. And you know what? He did. Not only did he walk them to where they were supposed to go, but he helped them so that they would elude all the traps as well. You are trained and training as a disciple to be a guide to others. You are training as a disciple. You're growing as a disciple to be better than others because not just because you're great, you're training to be a disciple because you're better because you have the faith of God and you're helping them see that point. Better is probably the wrong word. We're not saying that you're the better, you're the more awesome person than anybody else. What it means is, is that you've got something that you want to share with everybody else. You have the faith in God that transcends everything and that gives you hope. So here's the question. Those are great measures, but anytime I measure anything in my shop, anytime I take out a ruler and measure something or a tape measure... How do you measure something like this? A tape measure is great. That's one foot. That's six inches. I know exactly what that is. That's 14 feet long. I got that. But how do you measure something that doesn't have a tape measure to go with it? How do you understand it? Well, that is a great question. And I believe for everyone it's a little different. I do. I think your measures are different in that your standards are different than my standards. So you can measure being a learner by, did you read the scriptures today? You can measure being a child of God by saying, do I know that? Am I being a child of God? Do I know what that looks like? Do I know how to act as a child of God? What does that look like? Have I truly in my heart learned that God is in me? and that my baptism was that way? You see, you see, these measures are more than just a, here's a standard, I've achieved this, now I move on. These are always growing. 
So if you say you've achieved being a learner, I'm going to tell you you're wrong. I know my Bible. I've studied it for years. I was in uh, Christian grade school. I was in a Christian high school. I was in a Christian college twice. I went to the seminary. I have studied my Bible through and through. And I have come across people who know their Bible way better than I ever will. Why? Because they studied it more. Because they were better learners than I in that they have truly dove into that. Dove in? Dove? I guess dove would be the right word. They dove into that so that they can learn more. So being a learner isn't necessarily about what you've learned, but how you're striving to learn more and how we at Prince of Peace can help you do that, how your church can help you do that. How are you growing as a storyteller? Have you made the connection between your story and God's story? Have you seen where it's coming in your life and how God is working through you? Have you shared that story? Have you had the opportunity to tell your story to somebody else so that they can learn who you are and who God is through you? Friend. Now, I'm sure we are all friends with people, but how are you growing as a friend? Are you the friend that sits on the couch and says, hey, get me this? Or, hey, I need your help here, but never walks across the street to help somebody else? Are you the friend who calls somebody and says, you want to go to a movie tonight? I need to talk. Or when somebody calls you and says, hey, I got this issue, you hang up on them? Or you somehow have a problem? Are you in a, a small group, a peace group, a life group, whatever you call it? Are you there growing with other people? Or are you just going through the motions, can't, can't, not waiting to get out so that you can go tell others about what happened in your group? meaning what other people are struggling with. Are you a friend who shows God? Are you a friend who grows? Or are you a friend who's just in word alone and really isn't there to do life with somebody else? And are you a servant? Are your eyes open? What are you doing to help others? This doesn't mean you have to go every week to feed my starving children. It doesn't mean that you have to help every old lady across the street. It doesn't even mean that you have to go shopping for groceries and build somebody a new cabin or a house. But serving is a lot of different ways. Do you hold the door open when you walk into the grocery store and somebody's behind you and it's not an automatic door? Do you let somebody go in front of you in line when they only have five things and you have 15? Do you... Do you serve somebody else by seeing somebody across the street or in your neighborhood who maybe needs their grass cut but either can't afford to do it or physically can't do it and you just go over and do it? Not because it earns you $5 or $8 or I don't know what it costs to cut a lawn nowadays. But does serving somebody else look like what you get or what you can do for them? What's your mindset? And then how are you acting on that mindset? What are you doing for other people so you can grow to serve others with your heart and how God has made you to be? And then a guide. What does that look like? Now, most people will look at a guide and say, okay, he's a leader. So what you want me to do is lead a small group. You want me to, I don't know, be on our board of directors. You want me to uh, lead one of our serving teams. No, being a guide is exactly what it means when it's a personal trainer, 
A personal trainer at a gym is somebody that you hire, that walks with you and helps you train to make you better at what you're doing. A personal trainer is somebody who pushes you and makes you work harder and be better. So my question for you is, as a guide, are you a personal trainer? Somebody who's helping somebody else out, cheering them on as they go, challenging them along the way, and guiding them to their goal, which hopefully is everybody's goal of Jesus. You see, as a guide, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're a peace group leader or a life group or small group leader, although that may be what it is. But being a guide means is that you connect with somebody and you help them as they walk and talk and live with Jesus. That doesn't mean that you walk up to somebody and say, hey, I'm growing as a, a guide, so can we be friends? Because I need to tell you about Jesus. That's not what growing a guide means. That's not what being a guide means. Being a guide is very simply you having that friend that you found a little bit ago, that you've shared your story with, whom you've helped in times of need, and that you've learned scripture with them, and now you're guiding them to a closer relationship with Jesus. It might be your children. It might be your parents. It might be the person that sits to the right or the left of you in church. It might be that guy that sits on the train with you that rides downtown Chicago or wherever it is. One of the best guide stories I ever saw or ever heard was a, a friend of mine was reading his Bible on a, on a train going to work. And a guy sat down with him, uh, definitely of another religion, and he asked him, what are you reading? My friend, uh, we'll call him Steve, Steve looked at his Bible and says, I'm reading the Bible. Well, the man sitting next to him, who was, who was definitely of Arab descent, said, well, what does that mean? What, what, what does it tell you? What, what's it all about? This elicited a half-hour discussion on the train about what the Bible says and about what the Bible means and his misconceptions of Scripture. Well, this conversation went on for a half-hour, but it didn't end there. You see, the relationship blossomed, and my friend ended up talking to him almost daily on the train. They saw each other almost every day, and they had a very similar conversation. My friend was being a guide without technically leading him. He was just guiding him in the Scriptures and helping him. He was Philip and the Ethiopian, folks. That's who he was. And he was helping this man see who God was. Friends, I pray, I pray that you see these, these six measures. You are a child of God, that you continue to grow as a learner, a storyteller, a friend, and a servant, and that you grow into a guide who helps others grow into a child of God. Friends, I hope you subscribe to our podcast. I can't wait to go on this journey with you this year of discipleship and getting to know Jesus here at church. And I pray for you all. God bless. This has been the Prince of Peace podcast. We invite you to subscribe to this podcast if you enjoyed what you heard and share it with your friends so that they may learn as well. May God bless your day and smile. Jesus loves you.